Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. When my soul is in a dump, I rehearse everything I know of you, from Jordan Depths to Herman Heights, including Mount Mazar. Sis, don't forget to rate and leave a review and follow us on social media at Balance Her TV. Alright, okay. Welcome back. We are on the last part of relational intelligence, and we are talking about aligning and assessing our relationships. And the scripture for the week that I'd like to give you all is John 15, 15. Jesus said to his disciples, you're no longer my servants. You're my friends. This was, I really love this part because he talks about that God demonstrates that there should absolutely be a spirit of friendship that permeates every relationship. So regardless of the relationship, you should have some type of cordialness and respect That's for right. the person that you are building this relationship with, whether it's an advisor or whether they are particularly your friend or whether you are advising them just like Jesus was. Jesus was actually the leader and the teacher and advising them, but he still considered them a friend. He even goes into talking about loving your neighbor as you love yourself. That actually stood out to me a lot, y'all, because we think like in the natural, okay, in order to love people like that, you need to love yourself. But we didn't even, I didn't even take into account that God is literally saying that in his word. You can't love your neighbor as yourself if you don't love yourself. Right. <laughs> so that was a great opening for me for the chapter. And so you guys, what did what did you get out of this last part of the book? Um, I got that this, first of all, is a complete heart check because he really makes it a point to make sure that we as individuals and believers are, before we address anybody, are addressing ourselves and equipping us with all the accountability that we need. Uh, one of my favorite um, parts of part three is that he says, don't complain about what you allow. And so she mm. I say making, that all the time. I, I mean, I, maybe like, I ain't heard it enough because <laughs> he definitely came and was like, all right, this it's is on now. you. You have to advocate. And I'm a teacher by trade. And so I tell my kids all the time, I'm human and I'll fall short. So if your grade's not right, God, tell me. Because yeah, I got 180 right. kids. I have no idea. Everyone's great off the top of my head. So if there's a mistake, then you advocate for yourself. And I can't tell y'all how many kids I had by my desk. And I was so annoyed. But then I was like, but I told them to advocate for themselves. Right. And I need y'all. I need to not forget. So they would stand right there until I checked their grade. So sometimes that's what you have to do. I'm going to advocate for myself. Oh, yes. And he and that, and he addresses that that's important, you know. And once you decided that you're going to advocate for yourself, he gets into having that conversation um, with the person that you need to have the conversation with. And I love how he talks about, you know, basically praying and preparing for the conversation, and even to a point of preparing yourself for the reaction. To yeah. the conversation. Well, because they don't That's always go part. how you have them planned. Yes, because no, we may say we're coming off like this. Like I can think about how many times I've failed in prior conversations with friends where I just did not 
do the right thing. I did not say the right thing. Some of the conversation should have been had in person. Yes. And I sent him via text message. Like, I just fell so many times previously because I didn't have the tools in place. And I wasn't aware of myself and what I needed as well. Absolutely. And so, therefore, I was maybe eliminating friendships when I should have just been having conversations for some of those. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, they reminds me of something I remember I posted about, like, the cancel culture. Yeah. We're so quick to cancel people, but really it just takes maybe a conversation to have. And you realize, wow, I was about to cancel a whole relationship out when really the text message was read wrong. Or I took what you said completely offensive and maybe I'm too insecure myself. So now I take everything offensive. I'm glad you pointed that out because also we have to keep in mind that you could be having the conversations, but the conversations aren't just aren't working. Because right. that's happened right. to me plenty of times where I have had the conversation with the person over and over again about how this makes me feel when you do this or that. Mm-hmm. And then they still continue to do it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I will feel bad, actually, for cutting them off. But when I look back over the relationship, like... Mm-hmm. I, one prime example, I have a friendship that I actually, I miss, and I was trying to um, rekindle the friendship, mm-hmm. and this is what I love about God. When you are praying, and when you have told him, basically, I want to be protected, yeah. he won't even allow the friendship to come back. My like, God. He would not. He would not I, I thought, for me... I was missing the person, and that's how yep. we mess up because you right. start missing them, mm. and you miss. Yeah, you missed the good parts, but since you forgot about everything else they did, as to why you don't want to be in the friendship. Or what they think about you behind closed doors that they'll never tell you to your face. Exactly. Man, really? Like, I really got to let... I I can't tell you how many times I've had to let go because that saying of, like, not everyone can come with you. Yes. Like, if I didn't let go of whatever I had going on, this would not even be. Right, that's a fact. Yes, that's a fact. I would not be doing women with balance if I had not let certain relationships I had go. And I believe that's why God is still protecting me at this moment. It, I honestly, when the person responded to me in a way like, "Yeah, I mean, I appreciate you reaching out," but basically they was like, "But I'm good." Mm-hmm. And this is a person that would normally be like, "Oh, let's be friends again." Mm-hmm. And I thought initially, you know, like how the enemy does, I'm like, okay, I really messed up. Mm-hmm. But then as I begin to pray about it and God begin to show me, literally I could see scenes of different things this person would do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, God, like, no, I'm protecting you. Absolutely. Right? Yes. And you didn't want those kind of friendships no more. Why are you trying to go back and get right. it? Right. And just because you miss them and just because time has passed and you have grown, right. that doesn't mean that they have. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. If God delivered you from it, don't go back to it. Leave right. it there. Leave it there. He talks about influence versus control, and he just talks about once you give someone um, your control, whether it be like letting someone control your emotions like that, he was like, control is a gift that God has given us. But when you give it to someone else, that's like gifting it. Mm-hmm. And he said, that's not okay. Yeah. And I was never heard of that in right. such a way. Right. And I was like, dang, he's right. I just kind of gave you what God gave me. And that's not that's not yours to have. Sis, I'm going to mm. need that back. Like, <laughs> yeah, come on. You have to take I'm it back. I, I, I firsthand experienced control. In my mind, I thought it was influence. Like, well, maybe they're making me a better person. Mm. But what happened was, over time... 
I lost myself, and this was in a romantic relationship, and I realized he, that person controlled everything Absolutely. to the point when it shattered, which it had to happen. Yes. Yeah. I literally didn't know who I was, what I looked like without that person's control, and it just, it almost scared me to yeah. realize how much control someone can take from you. Absolutely. Wow. And that like was wearing a mask. Like you, because the mask they gave you, that's the mask you put on every day. Okay, this is how you yes. want me to act. Wow. This is how you want me that to behave. So and you, you lose yourself. You don't know who you are anymore because you've masked yourself so much to, you've transitioned to who they wanted you to be. Mm. And then once you find yourself, you're like, I'm a completely different person. I really like myself. You're like, like I'm cute. Like, yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I got things in me. Like, exactly. What? And and I really believe that's because you, you don't lose yourself. You never knew yourself to begin Ooh, with. That's yes. good. That's, that's good. Message. Because I have seen that. I, I have seen in particular situations a woman and even a, a man, every time they switched relationships, they became whoever they were with. Mm. Right. Morphing. Like, yeah. Like morphing like a and chameleon. And it's like, chameleon. You, like, you, allow, you have to also understand that you are allowing yourself to be too influenced. You, right. you don't even allow your own self to know who you are and what you want as soon as you get around certain people. Like, there's a particular... Um, guy that my husband used to be friends with that I swear to you every time he was with someone else he even changed his view of religion he changed his voice wow (laughs) grow up and depending on who he was with he wanted to to bring out his gangster so like you know my husband has a background we're okay with with sharing that because it's a testimony he has been able to overcome all of that and so honestly my husband he don't want he don't like you just bringing that up like don't use that as a tool so you can be in a relationship so he would love to bring up the fact that oh back in the day me and my boys you know we would bust the door down we would this this that and then the funny thing is Jay was like that fool never, never wasn't. Ah, <laughs> <didn't have> <laughs> but you weren't even riding. You weren't even riding like that. You would be at home waiting on us to come back. Wow. Like, what do you mean? Wow. So, depending on who he was with, if he felt like the girl wanted more of, I guess, shall I say, a thug, right. he would become thuggish. Wow. If she wanted a church man, oh, baby, he suited up and booted. I, I, I just don't understand that at all. Like, how are you changing yourself that much? To accommodate other people. And that is why he, to this day, is not in a relationship. That is a key indication. Number one, you are the main common denominator. Hmm. Let's go there. And and the key is that you don't don't know yourself enough. So you can't build a relationship that you want. Because you don't even know what you want. Right. Right. And you got to be in friendships, relationships. You have to figure out what do I actually want. In the first place, and who am I? Right. Right. And once you do that, the next step is, okay, how do I tell them what I want? And he talks about communication and boundaries that come with it, and this verbal boundary. Sometimes you're like, hey, do me a favor. Can you, next time, give me a call before 8. Yeah. (laughs) And I think... Right. Respect my space. Because if 8 o'clock is the time where you like, I'm putting my phone down, and I'm unwinding from the day, or if I'm spending time with my spouse, or am I spending time with my kids, Mm -hmm. you're putting out that boundary Mm -hmm. to stop one relationship from impeding on another. Right. Or even if you have nobody and if that's your time with God. Right. That's the most important relationship. Absolutely. (laughs) To to side note on that because that's why I think people don't like the term single Mm -hmm. or single season or Mm. however you want to coin it. Like, I now understand 
the importance of the single season because I had to one strip away what I all those masks and all those controlling things that were on me. But I if if I don't know who I am in God's eyes, come on. I am going to try to find my worth in everything else. else. Absolutely. And everything I do, who I'm with, what I wear, and for anybody who's single, don't avoid it. It's it's a really beautiful season. Right. Right. And I think as a single person, you because he, he talks about ha- acquiring an advisor. And I think as a single person, you should have an advisor, mm-hmm. even just for that as far as relationships. Because you need somebody to give you that accountability check. Like, hey, sis, you're really not um, valuing yourself if you're right. allowing these kind of behaviors. Right. Yes. And, of course... You know how men, women are when they come to their man, child. Sometimes you can't say, <laughs> you can't say a word, child. So I, you know, I learned unless this advice is asked for, if you like it, I love it. I don't care. <laughs> but if you ask, I would definitely advise you because you you want to make sure the person is in a position to receive absolutely what you are advising or or want to say to them. So I I think that's something that you should definitely look into and and take an account of when you're single because i mean if you've not had a fruitful relationship for Mm -hmm. a long time you don't know what that looks like absolutely Woo, and it's so weird and you want to be able to like be a good steward over that and so if you don't know what that looks like you really want to make sure that you are I didn't have it, but I know someone who does. Right. And, hey, is this normal for me to feel like this? Does right. this get better? Does it not? You know, and it's ho- hopefully they're a person that's really uh, has a firm foundation in Christ so that yes. they can point you back. You know what? Maybe go back and read Matthew. And yes. so, or read whatever. So that that way you're getting led back to where God wants you to be. And that's why you have to seek an advisor because they can help you navigate those conversations, whether it's eliminating somebody or... Uh, navigating through a relationship completely. He says something about Peter and Judas, which I thought was so profound. He says, we may find ourselves eliminating someone who is having a bad day, week or month, and not someone who truly has a bad heart and evil intentions. Mm. So Peter had a moment, but Judas had a bad heart and bad intentions. Come on. So yes. that kind of teaches you like sure. who to eliminate and who, okay, I can give this person the pass. I can have grace for them, but knowing the difference between the two can keep you from eliminating somebody who really needs to be a part of your life. Like Peter truly loved Jesus. Like he was in his inner circle. So you have to be sure you're able to like discern the difference between the two spirits. That's good. That's good. That's really good. And so we talk about once we've decided where the person goes and, you know, if we need to eliminate, he goes into talking about having those hard conversations, right. like we mentioned earlier. And um, I think that was really good because a lot of us don't know how to have those conversations. I know I didn't. A lot of times I would respond emotionally. Oh, me too. Um, out of anger before I had time to really sit back and think about it. And like really even sit back and saying, do I want to save this relationship? Because sometimes you respond and then a couple of days later you're like, wait. I actually love them. Right. <laughs> Wait, come back. I probably messed up there. I'm come sorry. back. Right. Come back. I was just mad. So, you know, I was just mad. I was just mad. mad. I'm over it now. <laughs> so that's very, very important about the conversation. And and just, and he, and he talks about rejection. Mm. And I 
that was good for me because Ooh. I had that. I just had that moment. We kind of just talked about it. I felt rejected. Like, oh, wait, you don't want to be my friend again? Mm-hmm. Or, or wait, I told you how I felt and you pretty much told me that what I felt like don't mean nothing. Right. Because, you know, that can very much happen. Like, girl, you just, you too sensitive or, mm-hmm. you know, like you making something out of nothing when really and truly like, no, this is something that I feel is important and you just rejected it. Right. And so, um, I think it's, it's important to realize the reality of it. Like you talked about, like realizing that you may be rejected after this conversation and that's okay because at the end of the day, you're still taking care of you. Right. And he reframes it like this. I'm going to read what he says. He says, um, he said, don't delay the inevitable. Reframe the pain, not as a deterrent, but as a motivator. Like, so don't mm. avoid having these conversations because you're afraid of them. You know what? I need to have this conversation because it's going to bring clarity one way or the other, whether or not yes. I like it or not. And he says, he said, we can say because this sucks, uh, because this sucks, because this is going to hurt, because this is uncomfortable. Let me go ahead and get this done and get it out of the way. Whew. So because I know this is going to be painful for me to ask or because I know that this is going to be just a little bit stressful during the conversation, let me go ahead and get it out the way. And then I know I'm a single mom and I have to co-parent. And I would say that first year of co-parenting following the breakup, I had to say to myself, every time we have a conversation, it's going to be a good conversation. Mm-hmm. And I literally had to make up in my mind and my heart that every time we had a conversation about our child, it was going to be a great conversation. Oh, that's wow. good. And I mean, I had to be on my face praying for that. I'm not going to lie. And I still Ooh. laugh. But there are times where it's the easiest conversation and I still go in with this, oh, this like... I don't know if that ever leaves because I do that too. Like, it's kind of like in the pit of your stomach. Yeah, I don't know why you... Yeah, yeah, it's like you're like, oh, I don't want to have this conversation. But what you said, it makes sense because delaying it, I mean, that, that means that that's several weeks or months that you mm-hmm. allow it to continue and you're going to be stressed and tripping anyway out of right. it. Absolutely. Where you can just get the conversation right. over with. Because I know every time I do finally have the conversation, I do feel a little relief. relief. Not, And it doesn't even matter what the outcome is. I'm relieved because I finally got to say what I felt That's in my it. heart. Right. right. It's kind of like you have a toothache, right? And you feel it, but you're like, oh, I'll just put ibuprofen. Oh, I'll just put gel, whatever that you put on there. And the longer you delay going to the dentist, the specialist, the worse. Now you might need a whole root canal. Mm-hmm. Now the tooth might be pulled. Now yep. you need a whole constructive surgery when you should have just gone the first time. Yeah. Right. So it's like, you know you don't want to have the conversation. It might not make that other person feel good, but you should have had true. it. Because now you have like layers of like resentment and bitterness and, oh, I don't like that. It's this just, is... This is- so true. Mm. So after you have the conversations, he talks about the boundaries. What what do you all feel are good boundaries for relationships, whether friendship or romance? Because you were even kind of talking about a boundary in dating when you're talking about what's the latest time. <laughs> that a man can come over. Yes, absolutely. That's absolutely. But you know what? One thing that I will say that this was a conversation we had prior to recording. But um, I asked them, somebody to hold me accountable 
right there was like, y'all, what is the latest? I did not go with five o'clock. <laughs> but uh, we're going to have yeah. lunch. Like, but uh, so um, need to be up. Right, the sun needs to be up. Right, but these are the kind of boundaries that you can set. And it, everybody's life is different. But definitely do take into account uh, what you need and what you want um, because they are different. So don't let your flesh confuse the two. Yes. Um, and so... Um, in any relationship, what do I need and a friend? You know, and he talks about uh, friends, and he says being the friend that you uh, that, that they you need. need to be, right? Versus um, being the friend. Well, he actually he talks about being the friend you want to be, right? Being the friend that you think you need to be, right. and then being the friend that God needs you, you to be. be. Yes. Absolutely, and they're not always going to be the same. <laughs> no. yeah. so, and so sometimes. Maybe I needed it to be five o'clock. I don't know, but <laughs> we're gonna test that one I, out. I think I, I think you're okay. Sis. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, I think it's a little bit extra. No, 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 they at five. We can start at five, and then we can have like a fr- a pre like dinner before dinner, <laughs> like, and then we can go to dinner, and then after that, like I know for me, you got to go home after that. Like, you can go to dinner. <laughs> like one of my boundaries is. You can't come in my apartment. Like, you can't come in my personal space, so we need to go out. So that's mm, the that's personal boundary I set for myself because I know myself. Like, the flesh can be weak, so yes. we need to stay out yes. of my apartment. And I mean, what yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, and then friendship's another boundary. It can be, like, if you're going to have a phone call with somebody and are you wanting to vent, Hey, I even asked my friends, hey, are you busy right now? Right. You never know if somebody has the capacity to receive yes, what you're yes, wanting yes, at the moment. Right. And so to prevent this frustration, you know, this uh, unmet expectations, ask them, hey, are you busy right now? Can, can, can you talk? And vice versa. I think that's just a healthy way to communicate with yeah, somebody yes. to just make sure that your friendship, whether in any assignment, uh, advisor is going to uh, produce a conversation conducive to what you want. Right. So y'all saying when I jump in y'all DM with these whole conversations, y'all want me to say, do y'all have y'all capacity? Busy? No. <laughs> no, don't <laughs> no, like, If you're jumping on, say you want to dump on somebody because you had a long day. First, you need to ask them, hey, how was your day? Because there's so much right. going on right now in our society that wow. that person That's may good. just, like you said, they may not have the capacity to receive what you're saying. And maybe they can't handle what you have to say yeah, today. Yeah, that's true. So ask them, hey, how, how are you doing today? Maybe they just had a bad review with their manager or something, mm. bad breakup, whatever, whatever they're going through, like ask them first, do you have, do you have uh, enough time to receive what I have to say? Right. And if they say no, maybe you need to wait. Yeah, absolutely. And right. I actually experienced that this week with everything that's going on in Minneapolis. My uh, best friend who happens to be male, I called him for something irrelevant to what was going on in Minneapolis, but it led back to there. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't very cognizant of his capacity mm-hmm. at the moment. And we just had a very harsh conversation and we were like, I can't talk to you right now. <laughs> and we well, haven't talked and that happened yesterday. So I'm going to give it a while, but yeah. like good friends, we can talk, not talk for a month and come back and be fine. Yeah. But, um, sometimes you do have to hard check yourself and be like, all right, am I being a good friend? Yeah. 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 I think I overstep somebody's boundary. Yeah. And I think for me, especially what I do, I'm naturally a helper. So I'm I'm aware of the type of personality that I have. And like a boundary for me, a big one is if all I do is help you, 
and you don't help me in return. Mm-hmm. If you're a rom- especially romantic and a friendship, not so much associate or a mentee, that that's given. Different. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you're a romantic or a friend, it's gotta be. I can't keep. Oh, you only call me. Hey, I need advice. Hey, can you help me with this? Mm-hmm. Okay, but when I need somebody to talk to, mm-hmm. or will you be there willingly and openly like I am with you? Right. Okay. And oh, and that's what I was gonna ask you. Are you open like that? Because I. Uh, I can be honest and transparent because I would expect that, but I was closed off myself. Mm-hmm. Mm. And 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 I think sometimes it's that person determining when is it okay for me to open up like that's this. Good. Like that's you know because good. because I've had such bad experiences in friendships, I find myself in constant protection mode. Right. And so I. I'm not used to calling people. I'm being honest. I don't. I don't call nobody. That's a horrible trait I have. I don't call people. We're sisters, <laughs> you know. And I will. And because. And I will say not because I don't just like calling, but I feel like um, we are so busy in our day to day. I would rather see you face to face and have a sit down conversation with you and talk and catch up everything. Then, so I'm not a person that's like calling every week. So sometimes. That can be misconstrued for me. Like, oh, she doesn't want the friendship. No, it's not that I don't want the friendship. I just prefer face to face, and I'm busy. Since that's like FaceTiming. Like, <laughs> a husband, kids, Absolutely. women with balance. Like, hello, yeah. like, a lot. So, a lot of times that gets put on the back burner. I mean that I don't, you know, love the person because I'm not being open to it. Um, it just means that I'm that I'm busy. So, I think that. Part of us being able to discern, to evaluate and align our relationships is that we have to definitely self-evaluate, but we have to be present about the current situation that we're in and where we're at. And in order to do that, you have to, you know, sometimes um, disconnect from everything else that's going on so you can sit back, talk to God and be present. And Alexis has a great wellness tip about being present and tips to help you be present. So I came up with five small tips to help you be present in the moment. I think with life, everything is, what am I doing tomorrow? What am I doing right now? What I messed up in my past? And it really clogs your mind with evaluating, let alone yourself. So my first tip is to limit distractions, whether that means it's social media, TV, some people, whatever it may be. Limit them so you're able to hear your own voice. And then obviously, definitely the voice of God because he will tell you exactly what to do um next one is write a gratitude list i feel like whenever i write things i'm grateful for whether it's having 10 toes hair on my head a roof over my head everything it's just i my problems seem about that big afterwards yeah my third tip is take a walk go outside get fresh air we have plenty of time now to walk outside so you know um, and nature is very healing. There's just something about it. I just, I can walk outside, sit in grass and just feel better. Absolutely. Yeah. Fourth tip is work out. Um, a lot of times our energy, everything is energy. And if we're anxious or stressed, it can take, literally take one workout. And I've have felt like a queen. I'm like, I'm ready to take on the world. Yeah. I got it's this. about that workout. Yeah. You're breaking a sweat, <laughs> you know, and then nice little shower afterwards. It's the best. And, of course, my fifth one is to meditate or pray. I mean, without that, I don't – the other four are really not relevant. So it's, you know, getting connected to that voice, your center, yeah. will help you evaluate relationships and yourself. So 
Absolutely. That's good. That's good. So tune in next week as we introduce a new book to you guys that we'll be discussing. And if you have any questions and you want us to respond to some things that you've heard us discuss, don't hesitate to send it in to info at womenwithbalance.org. And we will definitely respond to you in the next episode. We'll see you right back here next week as we discuss a new book. Make sure that you have subscribed and that you have checked out womenwithbalance.org so you can connect with us. See you next week, sis.